self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and it's above me now okay also known as calamity red all right we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i could be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing a listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artist and send it to us that way and we have one from colin this week we do it's titled meet negativity jesus christ what's good y'all let me get into this Let's get into this episode as I'm listening. Laugh out loud. One, parenting. Yes, I agree entirely. I plan to be my little man sage for wisdom. Yes, I'm having a boy. Can't wait to try to shape him with humor and intellect. Yay for a boy. Why yay for a boy? You a girl. Ain't women supposed to like girls and men supposed to like boys? Which takes us into number two. (laughs) Meet negativity. That's my new name for red. LOL hating in the podcast on our idea for meat positivity. And I was for him having a boy. I'm not against meat positivity. Do you want a boy or do you want a girl? Um I don't really care, I don't think. Um You gonna be okay with washing meat and balls? Yeah. You sure? Why would I not be okay with that? It's a baby. You, but it's gonna be a eight year old boy one day. He gonna be washing his own meat and balls at eight. At what the some fuck point, you're gonna still be making sure that he's clean, and you're gonna still be seeing him naked. Well, at some point, I guess it's still. I and guess. what if he got like an irrationally big meat <laughs> that's just like dangling, and you just, you're gonna be so uncomfortable? I don't care what you say. I probably will be, but it is what it is. I don't. I just know little girls, teenage girls are. Uh, I just don't. I guess with either gender, it comes with its own like bullshit. But teenage girls, like I, my teenagers on my my caseload that are girls, I love them to death. But their fucking stories get on my nerves. Like I don't, it, it, they don't go anywhere. They're just like this circular. <laughs> but is that because of them or because of their upbringing and their family? I think teenage girls in general, just everything is so dramatic. So what was your dr- drama? Uh, my light skinned friend was more popular than i was um and so i would talk about that i mean my was mom, it about the light skinnedness or the thickness probably a little bit of both but my mom wasn't a mom that really listened to that shit so like it wasn't like it wasn't like i was free to just tell these stories like she wasn't really trying to hear that shit for real so like i didn't really get to be the motor mouth teenager because my mom was trying to hear it but these girls like and then she said, but then he said, and remember last week when I told you, I'm like, yeah, I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. You don't even need to know. They like talk themselves into the solution. <laughs> so your mama was not a sage for wisdom? No. My mom's uh, thing was don't bring no babies in here. No sex talk other than don't bring no babies in here. And when I got my period, she, <laughs> I don't know where she got this little a little book and like it was like a book and like a little kit and she just gave that to me and, <laughs> and was like read this <laughs> and that was kind of it and you read it 
I mean, what else? Yeah, I read it and it. And you knew everything you needed to know from then on. Not really, but I, I mean, after seeing her give me the book, that did not make me want to go talk to her because <laughs> it was like, okay, obviously she don't want to talk about this shit, so let me just not bother her. Um, I So I endeavored to be different in that way. And so even though it would be uncomfortable for me, I just remember not being able to have those conversations. So even if I would be uncomfortable with dick and balls, I would make, I would just have to like, you know, get on through that shit because... I know what it's like to have parents that kind of are dismissive and don't really want to have conversations about things that are difficult. Because, again, she literally was just, don't bring no babies in here. Not like, this is how babies come. You know, none of that shit. Just don't bring no babies up in here. <laughs> what are you going to steal one, mama? Yeah, like, what Damn. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah. But meat negativity. You know, look, I don't care about these, this meat positivity sexually. Would you like to is. explain to us why you do not support men valuing their own sexual... Because y'all already value them too much. No, I don't. think that it is... I think that it's less men who suffer from meat negativity than meat positivity. Like, I don't... I think that that guy that called into my office is like, he's the exception. He's not the rule. I, I think it is. I don't think I it think is. I think it is the rule. I don't think so. Y'all are really you know proud what of average, those things. You know what the average meat is? But y'all are so and proud. And do you know what the, porn star meat look like? Y'all are so proud of those things, though. Or maybe that's just the, the persona that y'all push off is that you're so proud of them. But I just don't. He, him, yes, obviously he has some issues. Red, I just want you to know that it's the power of the meat, okay? That's what it is. That's what you don't understand. It's the power of the meat. Okay, cool. if if you had a meat right now for some reason, the first thing you would try to be going to do is see what it feels like to put it in a woman. That's what you would be trying to do. Just like if you were in a room, okay, with a hole in the wall and a cylindrical item just was in the room with you with that hole in the wall. You're going to put that damn cylindrical item. No, I'm not. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Because in your head, you're going to think, my way of getting out of this room must be putting this in there. This, Like, why would this hole be here? And why would this item be here? If I want, it don't have to be cylindrical. That just makes it sound sexualized. It could be a square. It could be a ball. It could be whatever. If that, if it looked like it go, or if you was in a room that the whole wall were made out of a puzzle, and it was this one piece sitting on the floor that needed to be put in that spot. You're going to pick it up and you're going to, if you don't do it, you're going to really, really want to do it. It's just the power of that dynamic. You're going to be like, well, this goes right here. So, I mean, I'm here. I'm in the room. You know what I mean? So I might as well just put this piece <laughs> exactly right here where it fits. That's a dynamic. They've done this experiment with children. If you just sit shape somewhere and you know that the shapes fit somewhere, your automatic instinct is to put them shapes where they go. That is not the same as a dick and a vagina. I'm what, telling what you that's his, the power of the meat. What is his number three point? No, it is the same <laughs> dynamic. It is not. You have a desire to fit this item where it goes. And if you had a meat today, you'll be on Tinder swiping shortest. <laughs> but you know what? If I had 
a vagine, I wouldn't be doing that. I would not be looking for no dude. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, that's the dynamic. When you the whole, <laughs> you don't look for the item. But when you the item, you know what you look for? The whole. I hate you so much. I'm just saying, it's the power of the, that's the, that's the dynamic. It's backed by research, ma'am. <laughs> With children, the most innocent, unbiased, naturally predisposed. Putting, if that's their behavior, putting shapes together is not the same thing as putting reproductive organs together. It's not I'm the same. Listen, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. There is an item. We know what it's shaped like. <laughs> we know what a hole is, and there is some level of intrigue about making that fit. Now, but that dialogue is still for those who have the meat positivity. I don't think there are more men that are meat positive. Mine's positive. Okay. I think there are more men that are meat negative. Maybe. I don't think so. I think that we end up in environments that expose us to men that seem like that. Like, I think you, the reality is, I think you as a woman mm-hmm. who has the whole is only exposed to the dudes who are trying to exploit that yes and so clearly from your vantage point of course because every damn dude that you talk to is on that but it's way more dudes that ain't on that think about all the dudes that was on your floor in the north mm-hmm. out of all of them dudes you think a majority of yes. them yes yeah they tried to holler at you no what was you on the whole flow no <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't on the whole flow, but I just in general, even if so, you, what you have to understand is that even if a man is insecure about something, he ain't going to let no woman know that. So, like, for me, there's no way for me to to be able to say, yes, a lot of y'all that are insecure about your meats, y'all are going to let me know that y'all are going to be super proud of them as it pertains to me. So. So what you're saying is that I'm an authority on this and you are less of an authority on it. I mean, I mm, y'all don't talk Clearly. to each other either. <laughs> about this we know shit. how many bitches each one of us getting. <laughs> 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 we don't talk to each other. But I know ain't no woman ever going into your room and I know that you on Halo every night. <laughs> I know who at AUM had girlfriends and side chicks. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, I can tell you that. So we don't (laughs) got to have no overt conversation about what your meat like (laughs) to know that you ain't marketing your meat properly. That means something. You're not marketing your meat. Now, niggas like Slim market they meat all the time. Oh, yes. Okay. 100%. He's 100%. He's 100% salesman. Door to door. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Door to door. Let's see. Every man ain't a door-to-door meat marketing salesman. Most dudes ain't marketing their meat out there out there. They end up getting with girls who are more assertive and who like them more. And that's how they get their play. But they ain't out here like, let's do it, world. (laughs) I got this meat. They not doing that. What is his third point? (laughs) We, We... not letting this go. <laughs> Meat positivity is here. You better find out something to do with it that you're comfortable with. <sighs> Florida woman 
Jess, why is it always Florida? Florida is the asshole of the country. I keep saying that. All I nothing but shit comes out of there. I do, it, that, that's cool, but I don't. I don't like it being referred to as the asshole. Why? Because it's necessary. Why can't we call it the appendix of the well, country? All the bullshit gotta go. We somewhere. don't need the appendix. It don't do shit no more. Yeah, but if Florida disappeared, it just become another state. I feel like I don't think so. You don't think so? If uh-uh. we cut Florida off, no. <laughs> I mean, the only reason it would like if you have to cut Florida off and everybody have to drown with it. Yeah, that's mine. There will be no other Florida state. No. Yeah, you cut it off and let it float away or they drown, whatever. Yeah, no, no other. No, Florida would not exist no more. You don't think there'd be somebody that would come, a, a state that would come in and take up the crazy role of the country? Nope. I don't. Because if another state had the potential to be that crazy, <laughs> what would keep it from being that crazy now? Florida overpowers them. Every time your state do something, Florida be like, hold my bill. I can do better than this. <laughs> Well, that's different than another state becoming Florida. I mean, I think the another state's worst shit will become the new baseline for problematic shit. But ain't nothing gonna be worse than what Florida putting out. <laughs> Florida just Florida straight bullshit. How in the fuck? I just don't how all of the bad shit is concentrated in that one state. Like, just all kind of fuck shit happens. It's just it's it's insane. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It is. Four, the school that had the mock slave auction. Man, listen, when I tell you that I would burn the entire school board to the ground, to the ground. Yes. I I went on my little rant about it last week, and I just... <laughs> like, it's just so fucking... And what's hilarious is we did that show last week, and then this week, the whole week, we were basically the whole week in a training the blackest training I've ever been to in my life. Look, we went to a training. <laughs> I ain't gonna say the name of it, no. but it's the blackest training the that blackest we've been to. Training. Like, I need y'all to understand something as it pertains to therapy, mental health, and um, the world of research that surround it. All of it is based on Eurocentric models of help and assistance. Yes, is that means that European people created the baseline for how to help european people now at some point they started to realize that we can't just help ourselves we got to help other people but all they did was add a footnote to those eurocentric models that said help black people or (laughs) help latino people or help asian people so there haven't really been models of training that specifically caters to brown folks this model caters to brown folks very much well really it caters to black males yeah it uses our language yep it uses our um history it makes sure that they're connected to uh the history of the culture and it's so black it's so black but more than anything possible but more than anything this was the first time that me and red was in a place where we get got to see each other like in what is emulating a clinical therapy session so basically this was for a group for youth teen youths yeah and we had a chapter that we always we had to present every week what was your chapter title i had one on blame i think it was just i can't blame was the first one that you did right yeah uh and while she was the facilitator doing her presentation yeah 
all the rest of the people in the class was supposed to be the kids. kids so they were supposed to respond and react the way that a kid would so that you can you know practice how you would reply back to them and it's always funny seeing people role play yes because we grown folks pretending to be teenagers yes and one dude was over there talking about man these snitches man yes oh my these god snitches. he kept saying something <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a stereotypical we 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 grown folks and yeah. we ain't I don't know what trouble the other people in the room been through, but I ain't go through no trouble as a teenager. Yeah. So it was just like this stereotypical what the teenagers yeah. talk shit about. And he was like, these snitches, man. They be snitching. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that's what teenagers... Like, they, they got to have another word for snitches these days. Uh, I, used, I had a kid that said something. I can't remember what it was because she said it. And I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> it basically was a snitch, but I don't remember what the terminology was that she used. But... Uh, I hate so I do facilitation of groups that's I do that regularly so the only reason why I was like uh is because I hate doing things where I know that I'm gonna be judged or where I feel like I'm gonna be judged so I was just like when it when it was time to do it I was like okay I'll go <laughs> like, I'll go first let me get this shit let out me of get the way. this shit out of the way let me just do this like I hate that rat in a maze feeling it wasn't like that though it didn't turn out to be that way but in my mind before doing it that's what i felt like it was going to be so i was like let me just get this shit out of the way and just get it done um but he liked what i did the facilitator like what i did so then that made it a little bit more comfortable i was like okay which is vastly different than what i expected from red to be honest (laughs) i didn't expect her to be as talkative i didn't expect her to be jumping out there going first i ain't expect none of that yeah because so i feel like the other situations that we've been in have been like more social situation you know what i'm saying in that in that arena no yeah I mean, <laughs> i'm not gonna go around talking to people i'm not gonna go uh, networking is not my i'm not good at any of that shit but this is something mm-hmm. that i know and it's something that i i've done so regularly that i was just like let me just do this shit and get it out the way and so and i'm used to talking to kids so like you know making up examples that are physical that could get their attention like the thing with the table i'm used to having to do that because you have to keep kids attention like them little niggas will go to sleep on you if if you're not engaging and if you're not you know um talking to them in a way that they find useful entertaining so through doing this for as long as i have I think yeah, it is different than how I would have been had this been a different kind of situation. Like all the other situations we've been in together have been like social, personal. You know what I'm saying? Like out at, at events or whatever. This was, I guess, in my element. So I it was a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. It's a representation of our ability to turn shit on and off. Yeah. You know because. <laughs> I see her out here being like, I hate people, fuck everybody. Yes. And then when we in that room, she's all like, I'll go first. Let's do this. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> Meanwhile, you who I would have thought would have gone first or would have wanted to do it was like, I'm going to wait and, and let everybody else choose and I just get what's left over and I'm going to wait and go and let everybody. So like, when we got there, I've been to this training <laughs> twice. Yes. So when we got there, I pointed out a board from the last training that <laughs> had my name the on bottom. the very bottom. But I don't I don't not go first because I uh I don't I don't want to be first. I'll go first. 
Like at the point after after you went, I think the dude called out, uh, "Old time, y'all been here before?" I was like, "Okay, I'll go." <laughs> yeah, but it's more so about I won't like I I don't have to I don't care which one I do. Uh, like everybody picked out the one that they wanted to do and said, I'll do this one. Yeah. And then raised their hand. Yeah. And I was more so like, I really don't care <laughs> which one I do. Literally don't care. Yeah. I make it work. That's like my Yeah. I'm gonna make it work. I don't care which one of y'all you get. I give me the hardest one. Give me the easiest one. Give me the one no nobody want. I want everybody to choose theirs first and then I'll go last. But your interaction in a group as a facilitator is exactly what I would have experienced. It's, it's this. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> like I feel like I am different. I, because my personality in and of itself is different and so I maybe in that arena I am different than how I am like now you are always <laughs> consistent <laughs> so it's the way he is on the podcast minus the language and the, the sex talk is how he facilitates groups so um that was wasn't surprising to me like seeing you do it it's, it's what I would have expected yeah. you to do um and I mean, I I wasn't intending to go first every time, but after I went first, then every time it was time to go, they were <laughs> looking at, at me like, I was like, okay, I'll go, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> the first time was really just so I could get the shit out of the way because I don't like that feeling of being a rat in the maze. And so I was like, let me just go ahead and go. I'll be the one to set the tone, whatever. Let's just do it. <laughs> I bet you weren't feeling it on that last one though. I was not when they. <laughs> I was like, shit. Why I got? I, I was not gonna go. So first. at the very end, we had to do this like personal narrative. Yeah. It's extremely personal yeah. narrative that, about our childhood, about how <laughs> alcohol and substances have impacted our life. Yeah. And <laughs> when he said, "Oh, you gonna go first? You go first? I was like, "Oh, she don't like this one." <laughs> no, because I, because so we, so when I, we had to do like a one on one with one of the facilitators prior to doing it in the group. And I was reading that shit fast as hell. And he was like, wait, like, I know you're reading it fast so you can get through it and not have to feel nothing, but I, I need to be able to hear it. It's like, shit, fine. So then I went back and read it. So, so that's why I was like, when I started, I was like, I'm going to read it slow because I was speeding through it. Because, yeah, it's, I can disconnect from it if I'm reading it fast. But, I w yeah, I wasn't going to pick go first on that one <laughs> at all. But I had been going first the whole fucking week. So they was just like, yeah, you go ahead and go. It's like oh, okay did it to yourself <sighs> being an overachiever sometimes <laughs> it's, it's not the greatest but it was very interesting um to be in a black space where every time somebody says something we just got it it didn't have to be a lot of explanation about microaggressions or any of those things like we just got it because everybody's experienced it at some point and knew what it was like and so it was it was different in that way but good in that way because you just didn't have to worry about it. like you knew you were going to be understood these was it was a group of people who do this work work with these kids know what these kids are really like as opposed to what statistics say they are and uh it was good and let me let me clarify something i said when i say it's the blackest training i've ever been to i don't mean that it means it had the most black people i mean the content the content like yeah in the training manual if there's a chapter called effort yep and there's a chapter called my own damn way there's a chapter called my the dogs. last poets that's about rap yeah. one of them called my dogs um when they came in uh i know they don't use first off the light-skinned dude mm -hmm. i know he don't use he don't like the term he don't like the n-word really he don't he don't like it at all 
And the last training, he was saying that they have a lot of disagreements on that word. And, oh, okay. You know, about racism and who can be racist. They have a lot of conversations about mm -hmm. that. And from his upbringing that he told us, yeah, you know, is a lot of colorism. Mm -hmm. So it would... It would make sense that he's more sensitive to words that represent something with blackness. Yeah. That's why him using that word so much, I know that it's strategic for that yeah. training. I know that it's strategic. They be yeah. saying that stuff because, like, you can't really be uncomfortable with any language that the black culture use if you're working with the black culture. You can't. You and would lose somebody if yeah. you sit there and say that word is inappropriate. You don't need to say that or talk yeah, that if way. If you're in a group with way. black people, who they say, man, shut these niggas, the man, if you white and you uncomfortable with that word, Good. if you challenge them on it, you're going to lose them. And if you're a black person. And then you challenge them on it, you're going to lose them. Yeah. Now, that don't mean you got to say it, but you have to like be, you have to go along with it. You have to meet people where they are. Yeah. That is something that I, doing this kind of work, have learned and try to live by. Is You have to meet people where they are. Sometimes I think that people, especially from uh, different cultures, you won't you want to bring them up to where you are and that's that's not how that works <laughs> you got to meet them where they at you know what i'm saying and give them the opportunity to grow as you are working with them but to go in and expect that you're just gonna pull them up to where you are you're gonna lose them it feels condescending it feels like you don't understand them and they're gonna shut down and you're not gonna get nowhere with them you absolutely have to meet people where they are but you know they they were like yin and yang they are a very good duo to do the training because one of them is a lot more street i feel like the light-skinned dude was a little and the other one was a lot more like he's the more professional or he's the researcher yeah he's the researcher. he's the researcher now a lot of his research i feel like research is what like connects you more to your blackness mm -hmm. if you don't Look at the history, look at the statistics, go and find out connecting those dots of how we got where we are. Mm -hmm. I think that you don't become as rationally Afrocentric as you could be. Yeah. And he's rationally Afrocentric. Very, yeah. He can explain all the stuff. Mm -hmm. The other one, he's not the researcher. Yeah. He goes by more his feelings and his experiences. Mm hmm. So, but the two of them together, yeah, the duo, perfect. it 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 was definitely sure to reach a wide range of mm -hmm. black people. Yep, in that dialogue, the only white people they weren't reaching was Remus and <laughs> Uncle Tom. <laughs> it, was it was funny they, every time they referred to a white man, they called him Mr. Mr. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> was it like, was just funny. <laughs> Because the first time they said it, I was like, who the fuck is Charlie? But then I was like, oh, they're referring to white folks. Okay, yeah. Mr. Charlie's just going to be what they use, and they use it consistently. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. But it was it was such an interesting, uh, probably the one of the most interesting, because normally I'd be half-sleep and bored, and I wasn't with this, even though it was long days, because it was the whole goddamn day <laughs> for three days. Uh, but it was interesting. It was it was content that I could relate to because of my blackness and because of the the knowledge that I have that a lot of these little black kids, especially little black boys, get left out a lot because we look at them under this lens of all of these stereotypical things. And so you think you know who they are and you don't even attempt to try to get to know who they are and why do they do some of the stuff that they do and what kind of environments they, they are 
being forced to grow up in and all of those kind of things. So um, by far the best training I've been to, I would say, since I started doing this. Um, it was fun. It was interactive. Um, it was... <laughs> It was so the personal narrative, everybody's was super personal except for one person. <laughs> and it was just kinda like, Okay, it's that's that's nice. <laughs> it was kinda like that, you know how like sometimes your your traumas in your life make you feel like you stand out from the crowd or you're different. In this case, her lack of trauma <laughs> or her lack of I, I won't say lack of trauma because that was what she chose to share. It could be something that she just didn't want to share, but that was kind of, I was like, oh. Cause, and she went last. So like, we done heard all of these heavy, heavy stories of people overcoming like crazy shit. And then that one was kind of like, oh, okay. That's, that's sad. <laughs> all right, moving on. But yeah, it was cool. Um, but I said all that to say, it was about helping kids with shit like like i wish the fuck i would have a kid that was that was sold at auction i just but that kind of insensitivity or that kind of what's wrong with that it's just the history lesson type shit um is why that training was so amazing because it wasn't none of that bullshit it wasn't having to correct or explain we just were able to exist and, and learn new things as professionals and not have to explain. And every Eurocentric training that I've been to at some moment during that training, I'd be like, don't agree. Yep. Or that ain't right. Or that don't apply to me. Yep. Or that don't apply to kids that I work with that are my color. Yep. And it's unfortunate. But this is the society that we have created. Well, but thankfully they they came up with this curriculum and they are amazing you know very glad to have gone but um yeah anything else about Collins later nope okay if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artist and send it to us that way um so it's above me now <laughs> it's now the new uh phrase that that's sweeping around the black community um so there's a video that was going around of this young man who apparently works at a hotel and apparently you know there's a family staying there because there's you know they're in town for a funeral and grandma <laughs> Uh, or mom, the mom, the matriarch came in late or was coming in late and she called, had an altercation with him on the phone and called him a nigger, hard ER. So when she got there, he wouldn't give her a room because bitch, why would I give you a room and you just called me a nigger? And so then of course you had the white tears like, my, I just lost my mom and it's been a really hard day. He was like, I had a hard day too after being called it. <laughs> And they kept, you know, her daughter came down and was like, sir, my mom, you know, I just lost my grandma. And he was like, it's above me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's above me now. Um, And the video, I was so pissed off. Like, 
with the cali like you gonna try to just float over the fact that you called me a nigga 10 minutes ago and i'm supposed to feel bad for you because you crying in front of me bitch like what like the audacity the audacity of you to come in here like it don't matter now like what the fuck <laughs> um and so of course now everybody's saying it's above me now they got all of these memes created now with it's above me now um but yeah i just he handled it very professionally he didn't yell he didn't scream he didn't he wasn't cussing or none of that he was just like it's the best where's the next door ma'am and the daughter was like well we're all here and the the rest of the family's staying in this hotel and because here's the thing the privilege grandma could have just went into the room like there was no re she didn't necessarily have to book a room she could have just stayed in a room with somebody else especially after you didn't did this shit but you still in here demanding to have your own room after you called this man a name for who knows why obviously not for no good fucking reason and then she kept saying well i apologize uh, okay you apologize because you want this fucking room not because you're sorry about what you said fuck out of here grandma that's that privilege man but it was hilarious he was so calm he was just like it's above me now i'm sorry it's above me now <laughs> and i'm assuming it's above me now man he had talked to the management and the management was like don't give him no fucking room i don't know but it's above me now it's not anything <laughs> it's above me now i'm sorry now unfortunately and this is what you have to be careful about about going viral <laughs> of course people went and they looked on his twitter and his instagram and so he had said some problematic things about the trans community which he's a gay black man keep that in mind <laughs> but he had said some problematic things about the trans community so then he had to come and apologize which your apology loses sincerity when it's after you've been called out for it um so you know keep that in mind if you're out here trying to go viral they're gonna go looking see who you are what you've said in the past come back and bite you in the ass i'm gonna tell everybody something right now <laughs> and you should do this you should do this probably once every three or four months if you post on facebook regularly you need to go into your facebook settings and download your profile yeah it's going to take some time, but they send you an email when it's ready and you can download it. And it downloads everything from your profile, all of your statuses and everything. Mm. Because with the way Facebook works, it's hard to scroll down and scroll oh, down yeah. because at some point it's going to refresh. And then or, you got to start at the top and shit. Yeah. yeah. Download your profile and go through, go look through all of the things that you've talked about over the years and see how you feel about it. Because keep in mind, Facebook came out when we were in undergrad you know so the early 2000s you got a potential 15 years to have been yeah. putting bullshit out there <laughs> that you ain't that well clearly there's been an evolution of how problematic things have become yeah so we live in a society that retroactively applies shit from your past to present norms yep so if you said something in 2002 about the trans community and something happened to you today they're going to invalidate that yep I mean, even if you, if I were to get shot by the police and they went back and found some problematic shit, it's a group of people that's going to say, well, he was problematic. Yep. 
in other ways. Because uh, that's what people do now. That is what they do. So just be aware of that. Because, again, he didn't know when he made that video that it was going to go viral. He just was talking about some shit that happened at work. But because of how he handled it and, and what it was, it went viral. It was on Shade Room. It was all over the place. And so, you know, you never know when you're going to be thrust into that spotlight because of something random. Just, and just I've be talked aware. About, I've talked about my transition from... That's I won't gay. say homophobic. It yeah. wasn't. I wasn't never homophobic, but my from not understanding homosexuality in the gay community to understanding it more and to becoming an ally, and and it took some time. So in between that, I did post some statuses that were problematic, not deeply problematic. I put. Uh, I had. I said this on the podcast before. I'm sure. I said that gay is now an acronym for going against you. So anything that you don't like that's gay that goes against you that's gay. <laughs> so but it took me a while to realize that using that as a reason to justify me saying that's gay was throwing a whole community under the bus. You know, it was me uh ready to sacrifice th- how they are perceived in order to to make my language acceptable. When it's just not, it wasn't acceptable language then, it's not acceptable language now. And sometimes that growth has to happen in a society that conditions you, and especially in a culture that conditions you, you know, not to, uh, not to lessen your masculinity. You got to keep your masculinity high. And sometimes that even means calling out gay shit in terms of what... I understood it to be at the time. Yeah. Um, just like, like, sorry, just like camera on them where they be like, pause. Oh yeah. You know, Jesus. like, oh, or that no was homo. Terrible. You know, those so. were terrible years. Uh, so I'm just gonna piggyback off that because it goes into that. Did you mm-hmm. see where? Okay, so if you don't know, June is Pride Month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three straight men out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Want to have a straight pride parade? <laughs> They're white because why wouldn't they be? Um, I, you know. So Mark Shahadi, I don't know how to say his name, um, spoke about their message. For them, everything is based upon identity and whether or not one is characterized as a victim or an oppressor, he wrote. If you get victim status, then you're entitled to celebrate yourself and expect those with oppressor status to defer to your feelings. Um, he wants to host the event on August the 31st. I just, you know, white people, it's the same thing when people say, well, why isn't there a, a, a white history month? Or, you know, it's, it's because it's not necessary because everything in the fucking history books is white history. The reason why black history Month had to be created was because black history wasn't being talked about, wasn't being discussed, wasn't being taught, okay? Gay pride parades are because gay people have been oppressed and they have been um, murdered and all kind of other shit behind being gay. You have not faced that as a straight person. Straight is the, the default in America. What the fuck are you talking about? Straight pride parade. The fuck? Also, you sound silly as fuck. Also, white 
is the culmination of a whole bunch of different people from a whole bunch of different places that happen to have white skin. White doesn't exist. White is not a culture. The only reason black is a culture is because we have no idea where the fuck we come from. Yep. So combining all of our potential cultures, we got to say black. As you being white, all you got to have to do is have a fucking five minute conversation with your damn grandparent to find out where you from. Where you from? Yep. That's it. It don't take nothing but a few minute conversation. We got to get on some fucking ancestry.com to do it, and we still can't talk to our grandfolks about it you because they don't back. know what the fuck and it is. And you can only go back so far because we weren't kept track of. And if you from somewhere in deep Africa, how the fuck you? We can't go back to a level to be able to connect to our culture from that. Mm-mm. We can't. So, but the reality is, whatever the norm is, you don't. Your world is represented by what you are. Yep. The only people who have pride in things are people, you know, at, at least to the point to celebrate it, are things that are not the norm. You ain't been persecuted for being straight. Again, that's the default here. Okay, you get all kind of accolades and you're good to go if you're straight. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, there's no need for a parade. There's no need for any kind of celebration of being straight. Your celebration is in the fact that you can exist every day without somebody talking shit about you. That's your celebration. That's what you get out of being See, straight. See, the, the, the problem is that white people got so deeply accustomed to being offended by seeing shit they didn't want to see. <laughs> It's like you can literally a white person in the forties could literally be sitting on a bench across the street and see a black person use the whites only water fountain. I mean, what that don't got shit to do with you. <laughs> it ain't like it's fucking with you or bothering you. Nope. But you gonna be I can't believe look at him. Look. Officer! Officer! <laughs> but it's that's it's still represented. That that is overly represented in how all of these white people are called on the police on people that's doing shit that oh, ain't yeah. got nothing to do with. <laughs> you don't got nothing to do with it. So it ain't surprising that white people would be straight and just see gay people existing and be like, this is an attack on me. <laughs> this is an attack. Wow. The two men are holding hands. I'm offended. They go inside. From something that people did that they don't even know that man exists. And he's sitting on the couch. I can't believe those motherfucking gay people have offended me with their pride. I'm proud. They, I'm proud of my straightness. They also filed a discrimination complaint against the city of Boston because the city of Boston told them they couldn't do the shit. And so they filed a discrimination claim. Now that's white privilege. One of them <laughs> niggas got an uncle. <laughs> That got that city, got some money, who going to take their case up for free. Man, this is the America that we live in. So it's going to happen. The The parade's going to happen because they filed that discrimination. Um, so it's, they will have a street pride parade, and it'll be some silly-ass people <laughs> marching through the streets talking oh. about straight pride. Nope. What it's going to be is going to be another gay pride parade. <laughs> I can assure you that the gay people in the city is going to show up and show out. They're going to be half naked with G-strings on. 
They're going to have just the right amount. Make them uncomfortable as fuck. Exactly. They're going to have just the right amount of shit to not get in trouble by the police. But they're going to be inappropriate as hell. And I hope they do that. Yep. I don't hope they do that. I don't, you know, I... I think the group of white men that would do this are probably really susceptible to being violent. So probably. I don't want I don't want any and this I don't is want Boston. any of the gay community to do that if there would be a backlash in the violence. Boston got them. a history of bullshit happening violently, so <laughs> it is in Boston. Boston Tea Party. Boston Tea Party, the Boston uh The Marathon. Boston Massacre. Yeah, Boston Marathon like Boston got a history. <laughs> I just <laughs> laid up Boston Massacre. I'm gonna see if it's something. I think you're talking about the uh, the marathon. Nope, there is a Boston massacre. <laughs> a deadly riot that occurred on March 5th, 1770. Damn. Everywhere Bo- got a massacre. Boston's just been fucking up for a while, but Boston has had a lot of bullshit <laughs> that has occurred. Um, so just be aware Alabama of that. Alabama got a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> The I'm Geneva County Massacre, of course, occurred in Southern Alabama on March 10, 2009. I mean, ten people were ten people were killed in a shooting spree by Michael Kenneth McClendon. Sounds white. <laughs> ain't no way in hell that's a black name. <laughs> oh, but I just wanted to piggyback off this as we were talking about gay. Um, but listen, if you're a straight person who has a problem with gay people. Don't go to the fucking parade, bro. Like, it's, it's, Birmingham has a gay pride parade that happens. If you don't want to be involved, just don't fucking go. That it ain't, ain't no but shit. But that ain't the problem, Red. <laughs> the problem is that they exist. <laughs> That's the problem. The problem is that if they go outside and see uh, four dudes walking around looking like the village people, <laughs> they are triggered. Why am Yeah. <laughs> That just, I just, I guess, and maybe this is what being black in America has afforded me. I just don't give a fuck about other what other people are doing. I just don't. I don't give a shit. That doesn't impact me. I got enough shit over here to worry about we, without we me do. being worried about these gay folks. As a culture, we do. <laughs> because if we got a news report right now that there was a shooter in the area a sniper will be like i hope they ain't black yep you're right so we are connected but in the wrong kind of way yeah to be connected but that being said yeah no i don't i don't give a fuck about what nobody doing that ain't got shit to do with me like i've never that's my same take on abortion yep that's my same take on um what here we talking about we're talking about gay pride (laughs) homosexuality yeah I don't care what you're doing. Like nope. even, don't care. I, am okay with all of the. Uh, I'm okay with all of the non-binary, binary. I'm okay with all of the. I'm terms. okay with it. I don't understand it, but I'm all right with it. I'm okay you, with identify it. Identify as you please. If <laughs> I believe that sexuality is on a scale, I have to believe that there's a lot of uh, stop gaps on those scales that I don't really know. So I understand that some people like we look at. Okay, gay, straight, bisexual. Um, you got pansexual, pansexual, non-binary. I mean, is it really? I mean, is it really asexual? But is it really? <laughs> I mean, I would say. I mean, in my head, pansexual would be under the umbrella of bisexual. So, but, but bisexual itself is a term that is a representation of the sexual part. Yes. So take out the sexual part and. 
it no longer bisexual. So maybe it's not an umbrella bisexual. Because pansexual isn't attracted to gender. It's to the who the person is. So like that's why they they would date whoever. Sapiosexual too. Yeah. So maybe bisexual is a sexual genre of connecting with both like like sexes hetero and, and homo like it's connected to the gender but um what we're talking about is a non-sexual connection to either gender like i yeah. can connect with either gender sexually it's bisexual yes but i don't know what another, other we call just, when it's pansexual or when yeah. it's sapiosexual yeah i'm okay with that i got I'm a also, couple of pansexual kids on my kids i'm also them. okay with being referred to as a cis Cisgender Cisgender person. Meaning that I was born in the right body. Yeah. My body that I was born in as a man fits my psychological experience of being a man, which we know uh, with the trans community, the issue when you're transgender is that you are born in one body, but psychologically you feel like you belong to the other body. Yeah. So I'm okay with being referred to as a cisgender male. There were people at the training that had never heard of cisgender, and I thought, yeah. I thought it like pansexual. Maybe I could understand, but cisgender is thrown around so much that I, I think it, professionals that work in this field rather would have heard it before. But some people, I mean, but, like, what but is cisgender? the fact that transgender men exist and transgender women exist means that there does need to be a term for me that identifies me because somebody who looks just like me. Might be trans and you exactly. Yeah. So, I'm a cisgender male. They're transgender woman or male. Male transgender. They're transgender male. Yeah. So, I understand it. I'm just seeking to understand more. I even understand binary and non-binary. I understand people not wanting to be referred to as he or she. That yeah. I mean, I don't understand that one, but I respect. Like the thing is. For me to respect the way that you feel, I don't necessarily have to understand it, okay? So if somebody comes to my office and says they want to be referred to they, them, there, I'm going to call them they, them, there. I'm going to call you whatever it is that you identify as, regardless of whether or not it's something I can understand or understand yet. Working Through working with a lot of these kids and through these people, I gain understanding, but that's because I'm open to it because I'm not automatically like, I ain't calling you that shit. You one person. Why would I say they, them, there? Like, I don't, I just don't care enough. And so when I see shit like straight pride parade, I'm just like, y'all ain't had shit else to do with your time. Ain't nothing else you could be doing on this Saturday or whenever the fuck August 31st is. You want to come up with a straight pride parade. All right. I mean, live your life, I guess. (laughs) Just seems stupid to me. Man, my measure is not my understanding of those things. Uh, My measure is not the group. My measure is what the fuck business of mine is it? A lot of people get caught up in the, oh, it it don't make sense. That ain't naturally right. (laughs) That that ain't how God made it. That I mean, this the, the definition in this book says this, that, this, that. Okay, okay. I mean, if that if that's the fight you want to undertake, go for it. That ain't the hell. That ain't got shit down. to do with me. <laughs> I don't sit around in my normal conversations with my friends talking about binary terms. <laughs> no. Talking about bisexuality and pansexual and sapiosexual. Nope. I talk about the shit that applies to the group of friends I have, and if somebody in my group. 
that has one of those complexities about them, then we'll have those conversations. If it don't got shit to do with you, <laughs> leave the shit alone. Leave it alone. Let Damn. it go. L-I-G it. Because straight pride parade is a direct response to the fact that a gay parade exists. Mm-hmm. That pride month exists. Like all it the is- lives matter. Black li- like it's, it's just to direct attention from this thing. That's it. It's not because you actually think that this needed to be. Because it would have already existed if that was the case. Just This is you responding like a child to some shit that you don't agree with or understand feel like should exist it's just stupid it's stupid but i mean let you know them little white men do what they want to do i wonder how many people gonna actually fucking show up on the 31st we gotta talk about privilege again man we gotta stay talking about privilege it's not the measure of privilege is not what you have the measure of privilege is the rights and the benefits that you afforded people like you over time to give you what you have now. And men, we we got everything. White men got a shitload more than black men, but as men, it's a lot of shit we got that women couldn't have. But when we talking about white men, y'all got everything, bro. Y'all got everything. The best, the people in our society that has the most are white men. And you had the opportunity to gather that shit, gain that shit, build that shit up, and just because you don't got shit now, that ain't my fault. And it ain't my problem. You got to deal with that shit. Write a letter to your long-lost ancestors about why they didn't invest shit when they could. Because <laughs> I can write that to my great-great-granddaddy. Because he was the first one that was able to have shit. But you know what? Legal goddamn um, racism was hit in. So really in the last 50, 55 years... Could they really do something? We still dealing with shit like redlining now. Mm-hmm. Still dealing with redlining. So it's shit that y'all got that we don't. You a white person. If you get ready to buy a house, if your money is in the right place, there is no neighborhood that you won't get took to. If you black, there's a shitload of neighborhoods they ain't taking your ass to. Yep. Because as soon as you get in that neighborhood, the property value goes down. And you know what? Them, them rules was made by a white system. You know why? Because they know that there are enough white people out here that don't want to live in a neighborhood where black people are that they'll make the houses in that area worthless. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't sit here and continue to let motherfuckers act like they um they in the right by doing shit like having a straight pot proper rate. It's just not it's just stupid. It's very stupid. Um TI. Oh, Jesus. If y'all didn't know TI's sister, I don't know her name. She was sixty six. Oh, the one Precious Harris. Away. Yeah. She died in a car wreck. And TMZ got a halt to the death certificate, which is public information anyway. It but is. They published that she died with cocaine in her system. And T.I. went wild. As he should have. He said that TMZ was wrong for publishing that shit. I disagree with T.I. somewhere. 
he said that y'all always posting crazy shit and y'all posted this about my sister and he said you know and i'm okay because when y'all post shit about me i don't like it i'm gonna go cry i'm gonna go cry in a bag of money <laughs> i'm okay with that but my sister ain't uh um she want a celebrity and the reason that y'all do this is because y'all think y'all can get away with it because they connected to celebrities and he basically called t- told everybody he said we don't fuck with tmz no more um he said i don't fuck with tmz okay. and he said uh, uh, harvey whoever harvey i guess he the dude who green lit the story um he said i don't fuck with tmz or harvey and nobody that fuck with me don't fuck with uh, TMZ or Harvey. So don't try to interview my kids. Don't try to interview Tiny. Don't try to interview Escape. Don't try. He just named everybody mm-hmm. that fooled with him. And TMZ came out and said it was wrong to publish that story. Um, and that's pretty much all. There was no apology in it. It was just saying that it was wrong to publish that story. It should not have been published. She was a mentor in the community with kids. She did a lot of positive shit. It sounded like for them to like kind of tarnish that at the end but like Castile like that's just what that's what we get so I said that I had a problem with something that T.R. said um and I and you know the context of this whole thing is that nothing he ain't never came out and said this about nobody else that no. been in the line like only when it touches him mm-hmm so I kind of, I kind of don't like that. It was okay for this to be going on until it touched my family. Cause TMZ be posting a lot of bullshit about folks. They do. This ain't the first, and this ain't even the worst. Like I mean, I'm gonna call him. I was that don't speak nothing negative about him, from my perspective. Um, but his motivation for going at TMZ right now after so many people up under his him knowing that's been going on has been a problem until it happened to him and i don't know this, this is just what tmz do they report the news but a part of me is like should we know because clearly the family would bury the shit out of it i don't know why they went looking for her deficit like that's just weird to because she isn't a celebrity and i mean i know ti is but like that's just so random to go look up her death certificate to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't even like his his like less famous sister. She was not famous at all. Like nobody even was talking about her until she died. So that's just. I guess. So would it be okay if it was a celebrity? I, from Ti perspective, I don't think so. If no. it was tiny. They did that with Whitney Houston. But but what I'm saying is Bobby I, Christina. I feel like we should know. I feel like we should not be masked from the struggles that come with fame. I don't think we need as a society to think that fame is all hunky-dory and you just die from natural causes every time. I do think we need to know as a society that even the best of intention people, the best, greatest celebrities struggle with things. Robert Williams. Exactly. And I think that the knowledge that we have of that is what's bringing so much awareness to substance abuse and Mm -hmm. dealing with addiction in a different way than penalizing it i mean i do understand it is fucked up that they brought up his family member in it but when it comes to celebrities i think it's bittersweet 
it's really hard to know that your idols have succumbed to some of the perils that our world offers. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it has not created this idea that people that are in high places don't struggle with something themselves. I mean, we had, it's, it feel like the last few years we didn't have at least one celebrity commit suicide, at least one major celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like that's been happening a lot. That's and suicide is a different thing. I mean, suicide is that unknown. Yeah. Because people who make suit, most of the people who've committed suicide, um, I'm inclined to say that they ain't had like a shitload of drugs in their system. Mm-mm. Robin Williams did. Yeah. Uh, what's the lady from? Did she commit suicide or did she? Star Wars. She died old age, didn't she? She didn't die because her mama died after her. So no, it wasn't old age. Well, you can die. You can die of old age younger than old. People I mean, die. you can, but I don't think that's what it was. I can't even remember her fucking name. She was on the Booger Sugar. Oh yeah, she had. Now I know she. Um, she had a history of it. She had a history of that, and I want to say that. Boogie Shuggy. Um, what was her name? Damn it, Carrie Fisher. Cause she died, then her mom died. How did she die? How did Carrie Fisher die? Let's see. Uh, let's go to the Wikipedia. Let's go down to death. But I know she did have a history of history of substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Which is why she wasn't bipolar disorder. That she had bipolar disorder too. Which is why she wasn't. And like a lot more stuff after that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, medical emergency. She stopped breathing. Mm. Oh, she did. Oh, well, no. A full report from June 19, 2017 stated that Fisher had cocaine in her system. As well as traces of heroin, other opiates, and MDMA. Damn. She's getting down. Yeah. She had battled drug addiction and mental illness her whole life, though. So, yeah. And then her mom died maybe maybe a month later. Like, it was close when her mom died. But, um, yeah. she. It was but drug. what would it look like? Like, what would it look like to T.I.'s kids if... T.I. amongst his whole family of people that died having substance issues if they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's a different message when you can say your grandmama and your granddaddy died dealing with substance issues. Your auntie died dealing with substance issues. I want y'all to understand how much substance issues have impacted. It was the day after she died. The mama? The mama died the day after she died? She had a stroke. Damn. They happen sometimes. They happen with uh, they happen with couples, old couples. I thought well, it was at least I gave it a month. It was the next damn when day. One died, the other one be like, "Okay, you ain't got no more reason to be here." Heart, go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> Stop. And then they they get the fuck on. Jesus. But you know, I, it, it's a bittersweet. It is. 
it's a hard acknowledgement to make, but your children need to know about your struggles. Yeah. You know, we have those situations where parents try to pretend like they haven't been through shit. In the training. Yeah. That guy was talking about how he his, he had some alcohol issues and it mirrored shit that his dad had gone through, but his dad never talked to him And about that's it. trauma. He said that everything that his dad went through in his life, he went through. At a similar age, like around the he same age, maybe at, a year or two off. At 23... They both had a car wreck, like one year, one year gap. They yeah. both had a car wreck that almost ended their life, and they both with a scar up on their forehead due to drinking and uh, weed. Uh, they both tore their Achilles heel at twenty six. Yep. And now his paranoia is he got a baby on the way, and they lost their first son. So I know that's trauma for him. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's worried, and I he's know very scared because it. The I think they lost the first son three months after birth, so like it wasn't even you know even when the baby gets here, he's still gonna have that fear because yeah. it's it was three months. And not in. only that, but imagine how much he's gonna reflect on it, on his childhood about things that happened while he's looking at his son. Like when his son is around twenty two, you think he ain't gonna be paranoid? Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a little girl. I asked him. Oh, when his girl is around yeah. twenty two, you think he gonna be paranoid? Yep. Look, baby, in the next two years, but be he, careful on the road. He's going to be honest because his dad wasn't honest with him. I feel like he will have those conversations because he, through his dad not talking to him, sees the importance. Black families and these secrets we had, y'all, we got to stop this shit. Like, it's so many, like, just family secrets that go for years and years and years that nobody talk about and you we the younger generation could benefit from that shit like okay what happened was fucked up but do you want it to continue do you want and it does like again people don't go out and and purposefully do bullshit that they folks did that's just the cycle that happens when you know better you do better sometimes (laughs) so but that is exactly what that guy was talking about. His dad never talked to him about any of this. He didn't know his dad had a drinking problem and a weed problem. And he um, developed one and didn't talk about it because he felt like this was just specific to him. His dad seemed to have gone through college and did everything he needed to do and everything was hunky-dory and fine. And it wasn't until he actually had that accident, I think, is when some of this, his dad's stuff started coming out. And it's like... this is exactly what happened to you so you have to be honest and have these conversations because the next generation can benefit from the mistakes of the past generation let let the mistakes mean something shit like it's already happened that at least that very least it can help not repeat those things and everybody got their you know they they have the power to make their decisions but you want them to be making informed decisions one thing if you know that we got alcoholism in the family and you decide to go out here and think you're just going to be able to drink it and not impact you. That's one thing. But for us to cover up the fact that everybody in the family had an alcohol problem and let you send you out into the world Mm -hmm. to college where I know all of this alcohol and shit without preparing you for that, there's a difference. So you'd be like, Daddy, why y'all ain't tell me about this juice? (laughs) Alcohol. (laughs) It's juice. It's delicious. (laughs) Son, I got something to tell you, son. What? No, what do you mean? This too, is just delicious. Now you're already drinking this shit. That's but all late. your family members just died from the juice. I, this delicious. <laughs> Ain't nobody die from this delicious shit. Bye, daddy. That's different than if you learn, understand from a young age before you get there, and then you be like, like you're gonna look at the, you're gonna look at all the alcohols behind the bar. 
<laughs> being understanding what happened to your family and be like, no. I don't think I need to fuck with that shit. Yeah. Like it's gonna take courage to do it, and then you're gonna be really, really sensitive and skeptical and careful about how you do it because you know that history. That's Opposed me. to <laughs> there's not even our women, the alcoholics in my family on both sides of the men, but just knowing that on both sides of my family this runs. I have been very careful about drinking and I'm overly sensitive to other people drinking because of it. Like it, that is absolutely a hundred percent true. Cause like when I went to college, I was like, no, cause like, again, it's the men in my family, but I know that doesn't make me above being able to develop a problem. So I was very careful about drinking. Still am. I drink socially. Drinking is not something that I, do very often to the point now where and i don't know if it's the age i'm at if i drink something the next one it could be like a glass of wine the next day i'm like i shouldn't drink that damn wine <laughs> like i feel it it ain't it's not necessarily hung over but i just i like i know i drank something the day before because alcohol is poison <sighs> okay we do know this right <laughs> we poison ourselves temporarily just to see and you know what the antidote is I'm natural body <laughs> doing his thing. You poison yourself to the point that you can't function and you leave it up to your body to fix you the next day. <laughs> like hey, it's, it's poison. Like we we have fun poisoning ourselves just to the point that we could be loose. But you know what? If you drink too much fucking you poison, get alcohol you're going po- to die. Yeah, alcohol poison is a serious and you're real thing. Die. People die from that shit, but Talk to your kids about the shit in your families. Don't be out here having these fucking secrets. That does not mean that. I think the the misconception is that if we don't talk about it, they ain't gonna go out here and do it. Not recognizing this is genetic. What the fuck is you talking about? Like you cannot say anything if you want to. You are gonna be out here wondering why the fuck you got an alcoholic child now. You have to have these conversations. Let them know. Keeping them secrets is stupid. Don't do that. Let the next generation learn from the, the mistakes of the past so that they, again, I mean, some of them still going to choose to do what the fuck they're going to do, but they had information, okay? That's your job as a parent is to give your kid all the information. What they do with that information is, is called personal choice. <laughs> but without the information, how the fuck can they ever make a good decision? Give them the information. Oh, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, let's see what else do I have <laughs> so Ja Rule <laughs> is planning on executing another festival <laughs> by execute do you mean murder Basically, yes, that's what it will be, but that's not what he means. He means he wants to do another festival, even though the Fire Festival was a colossal, colossal failure. That word ain't big enough. Colossal. <laughs> I know that's the biggest size shrimp you can get, but it's still not big enough for how fucked up. The fire festival was. <laughs> he said with the right money and the right people, he could put it together another dope festival. He was on the Breakfast Club talking about this shit. Ja, nobody's going to give you money, homie. First of all, you done had the money the first time around. It was the white man. I can't remember what his name is, but it was him. You done had the money. He brought you on because you are an, a rap 
star or well you're a rap artist that people know <laughs> you was brought on solely for that 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 reason not because of money so let's not act like people was giving you money because they wouldn't have been giving you money your job rule you ain't had a hit since when like why would anybody be investing money in you they invested billy mcfarland that was his name they invested money in billy because billy is a white boy who was able to talk real good and talk these people out of their money you on your own job ja rule ain't finna come up with no goddamn money for no festival even if the fire festival had never happened but especially because the fire festival happened your name is shit now ain't nobody gonna attach themselves to that why would they do that hulu and netflix made a fucking documentary about separate documentaries about this shit okay no ja this ain't it this ain't your way back in <laughs> a music festival get the fuck out of here <laughs> I saw that shit and I was like, that can't be serious. He can't be serious. He can't be this delusional. There's no way he's this delusional to think that there would be anybody that would invest money into this. I think Ja Rule is not clear on what a scam is. <laughs> I think Ja Rule thinks a scam is when you intend to participate in fraudulent activities. <laughs> no, a scam can be defined by not intending to defraud and uh, utilize activities of money for problematic activities and it be defined a scam by the outcome. The reality is, while well-intentioned, the outcome of the fire Festival was problematic <laughs> and henceforth has been referred to as a scam, which it is a, it was a scam a huge lucrative now, scam yeah and but what i think i don't think it was a scam in the sense that i think they spent a lot of that money I oh spent, they did they, yeah they he spent did. that money yeah so it ain't like it was a scam in a sense like a bernie madoff situation where he knew oh yeah asking y'all for money was going to line yeah. my pockets he was just stupid and didn't know how festivals work and exactly. didn't know where to put the money at and all of that and yeah. they, man they could have easily fucking pulled this shit off somewhere where they already do shows yep they was trying to make it marketed at this place they ain't nobody ever been to where they had to <laughs> fix up a whole infrastructure <laughs> Which is expensive, if you didn't know. Like, charging outrageous prices for the ticket. Because the thing is, even if the, with the infrastructure in place, all of those acts that they had, because they had, like, some really popular artists paying them, paying for the hotels, the food. the Like, it was already going to be expensive. And on top of that, you want to do infrastructure shit? You want to you build and have to create plumbing and shit? expensive way more expensive than what the money that they had way more stupid yeah ja nobody's gonna be fucking with you bro i don't know if you know this or not <laughs> no one's giving you money for a festival ja rule <laughs> need to fucking be happy that he got enough money to survive on okay <laughs> because nobody's gonna buy him an album no nope. he is clearly not popular enough to have a tv show nope he clearly don't have the mannerisms to be like a host of something because if he could he would yep if he could he would it's it's, it's already old artists and old actors out there on all kind of tv shows and shit 50 cent made it on money power 
power. He created power. He yeah, got behind his own. I'm saying. 50 Cent is, he's the person who's supposed to be succeeding. <laughs> he's petty. Ah, he petty as fuck. You know, he's he's the one that's supposed to succeed. He's the one. He's the bully. Job. He's that bully that got up and became what he became. All these people, he let borrow money. And he coming out here, you owe me money. He's so petty. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, a big part of it is, damn, like, it's hard to see him being petty if you he did give you a fucking million dollars and you ain't gave it back. <laughs> I mean, I kind of understand where he coming from, but the way he go about it, he be like, I'm sending goons to your house, motherfucker. Next time I see him pushing your shit back, give me my money. <laughs> and, like, it ain't like, and they know 50 Cent mean what he say. He means that shit. <laughs> he absolutely does. Did you watch Fire Festival? Yes. So, do you remember, like, after the whole shit fell apart, after the kids were stranded, they were having like this meeting of everybody, and Jaru was like, "We need, we need solutions. We don't need what you. We need solutions. This shit is falling apart. We don't, we don't need the negativity, Ja. What are you talking about, bro? Like, it ain't nothing but negativeness, okay? That's because Ja Rule is a rapper, okay? Ja Rule ain't no financial <laughs> analyzer. Ja Rule is not a business or event planner. Ja Rule came in that bitch with some... Like, everybody else in that room knew we was fucked up. Yep. They knew we was equivalent of in the prison. You remember on Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> when... um. What's his name? Andy. Andy. When Andy went in that room to wash the clothes and they, them dudes caught him slipping. Oh, yeah. You know, the time where he wasn't finna get out of it, where yeah. he was just finna take this rape. Yeah. He got him back, Everybody though, but... else in the room knew that, that we was finna get the business. <laughs> ja Rule, <laughs> ja Rule was optimistic. He, them dudes ran in the room and he was like, hey, <laughs> we can resolve this. <laughs> We can resolve this, y'all. Why put them broomsticks down? Nobody needs to get shanked. Why y'all gonna beat me up? We got we need solutions. Y'all and energy is negative. When he was saying that shit, I know the people in the room was like, this motherfucker is crazy as shit. Do he not know the shit we in right now? He was like, we need solutions. We don't need all smarted, this. Which is nothing. <laughs> I was just going to say, what is he spoiling? But, but he, he brings some energy. He brings the black energy we need. Oh, my God. And you know what? I, I, it make me wonder, like, Ja Rule could not have been his first choice. <laughs> Why the fuck would he choose Daru? I, I don't know. I feel like he told some very wealthy, very popular uh, artists, and they said, okay, <laughs> let me talk to my financial advisors. And they all said, no, nah, not a good idea, not a good investment. <laughs> you know, you ain't been on the scene long enough. You're too young. Nah. You don't have a for financial for portfolio. And Ja Rule out here, all they came to Ja Rule and said, listen, Ja Rule, we going to make millions. Ja Rule's like, yeah, let's do it. His name is Jeffrey Bruce Atkins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know Ja Rule's name was Jeffrey? Jeffrey Bruce Atkins? No. Yeah, that sounds that. like a white man. You do. I was trying to see if, if I could see why he came. Where, oh, his, he was raised Jehovah's Witness. Uh, didn't say why he chose that name. Oh, wait. 
He took the stage name Ja Rule, telling MTV News that the name came from a friend who addressed him by that name. Other friends simply called him Ja. What? His name's Ja? Jeffrey Atkins? J.A. Ja. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck they put Rule on this. <laughs> who knows? I mean, who cares? <laughs> it's Ja Rule. Listen. If don't nobody buy no tickets to Ja Rule Festival. This is like when people go to see Lauren Hill and be like she was late. Everybody at this point knows that if you go see Lauren Hill, it's gonna be two hours later and she might perform for ten minutes. You the fool that bought them goddamn tickets at this see, point. See what Ja Rule gotta do <laughs> is Ja Rule one gotta get some people to help research how to do a festival right. And then Ja Rule gotta be the unnamed backer <laughs> of somebody else popular. Like, uh, what's that little dude, the king of R&B, Jaquise? Oh, God. Like he gonna have to go get somebody like him and be like, listen, tell everybody you putting on a festival. <laughs> right. But Ja Rule ego is too big. He gotta be front. His name gotta be on it. Like, I don't even think he would be able to do that. Well, <laughs> this is the kind of decision making that got Ja Rule where he is in his damn career right now. <laughs> Sad. Don't go to Ja Rule's festival, whatever it is. He's still talking about he thinks Fire Festival was a good idea. Ja, stop talking. Just stop talking. <laughs> and then he don't understand. Okay, maybe maybe it was a good idea. <laughs> You're not the one that can say it. <laughs> the only people that can say that it was a good idea was people that have nothing to do with it. Yep. If you say it, you just sound delusional. <laughs> Because it was not a good idea. It was not a good idea. It was not a good idea to listen to Billy. <laughs> Let that man take you down. At least you ain't in jail. Yeah. At least you ain't in jail, bruh. You're luck he lucky and he don't even know it. Very he don't know lucky. How lucky he is. Man, look. Cause he could have he's black, a rapper. He could have just put all that shit on him. <laughs> it was Jaw's idea. But because nobody would actually give Jaw Rule money, that wasn't even believable. Billy couldn't put it off on him if he wanted to. Them checks was written to Billy McFarlane. <laughs> Shit. That's it. What? For that? Yeah. yeah. I ain't got nothing else about y'all. He just don't need to go to that. Don't go to his con his concert, festival, Look, whatever. Y'all gonna have to spend the next 40 years of his life <laughs> having little small festivals. <laughs> like really small. Like 20 people festival first. <laughs> That's how bad he fucked up. It is. Then he got to expand that to maybe a hundred. <laughs> then he got to expand that. He got to put faith back in the people that he hold in the festival. Yeah. Because right now what? his name is synonymous with failure. Yeah. <laughs> on it different is. fronts, rap front, festival front, you just a failure. It is. You you got you got to rebrand yourself, buddy. You need to start calling yourself Jeffrey or some shit, <laughs> Mister Atkins. <laughs> and that's what you're gonna have to go for. Yeah. Uh, I read an article that said 60% of male managers now say they're uncomfortable mentoring women. If you don't rape, I just. Let me tell you about what Why the do non-rapey men. <laughs> if you're not rapey. What you mean non-rapey? I'm saying like I feel the reason why that would be is because I don't want her saying I did this, this or that. If you're not doing that though. <laughs> Why would that be a fear of yours? Every time I hear men say, I don't want you know, I gotta be careful, it's Me Too movement and all of it. Like Because men don't blame men for the Me Too movement. They blame women. 
That's why. Okay. They blame women for making the workplace uncomfortable. But that's the equivalent to saying black folks made white people uncomfortable when they used the white only water fountain. <laughs> okay, maybe it did make you uncomfortable. But you created a <laughs> fucked up system in which you're the only person that even supposed to access comfort. So it might have made you uncomfortable, but you did the shit to your fucking self. And somebody challenging that fuck ass system that you created is not, not a problem. That's what's supposed to be done. So women challenging the oppressive system where men have been abusive and aggressive to them through the power uh, positions that they hold being challenged is what's making male managers uncomfortable because they think that if they, so what article says is that the problem this causes women have our women and black women more though. So than white women have had a very difficult time getting one-on-ones with managers. Anyway, Mm -hmm. they've always gone to men. And when you identify somebody that wants to move up or somebody identifies and expresses to you that they want to move up, the only way to help them learn how to move up is to mentor them. And so that's what they're talking about, this kind of mentoring. So now men are saying, I don't like being one-on-one with women. I don't like having a one-on-one conversation with them. I don't like having a one. Like, okay. If my job told me tomorrow they're going to start drug testing people randomly, I'm not going to be like, drug test? Fuck y'all mean drug? Because guess what? Drug test me now I'm past that shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't understand this concept of if it's not something that you're going to be doing anyway, why do you care about the means? That's not how men interpret it. (laughs) Men in power don't look at men in power and think that those men in power are doing anything wrong Uh they look at those men in power and think that women are trying to take those men's power by putting false allegations on him and moving forward so because they don't believe that it's men's behavior that needs to change that is women's predatory behavior the way they look at it is any woman could say anything about me because they just coming after my power that's the fucking problem with these men in these situations. That's the problem. That's all of the problem. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. And it's stupid. It's very stupid. Because that's not what's happening. What's happening is that men are doing inappropriate things and they're using their power to do so. And women got tired of it. Because at a certain point, when it comes to people like Harvey Weinstein, it got to such an abusive point that a whole bunch of women been experiencing the same shit. And so these men don't look at their behavior and say, well, if I just don't do rapey things or be creepy or say inappropriate things to women, I'll be fine. They say that any of these women can say anything they want about you one-on-one and ain't shit you can do. That's what they think the Me Too movement is. They think the Me Too movement is a mass mob of women who are making shit up about men and coming out here. Bullshit. And you know what? They understand better if they were the kind of people that had a dialogue that their daughters and their wives would say their things have happened to me from men in high powers and put powers of position. 
I just I feel like that's just willful willful ignorance because you got shit like what's the little white boy who raped the girl behind the um the dumpster like you have all of these examples of men doing fuck shit to women like you know this is happening you know for a fact and they get away with it as Bryce did like so to say it's all these women making up this shit when you know that this shit happens it's just willful ignorance. <laughs> it's just you not wanting to admit that a problem exists, even though you can see the problem right in front of your fucking face. Like it's been I can give so many examples of niggas doing fuck shit. And by niggas I just mean men in general. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's willful ignorance. I think that white men and men in power just have the luxury of being blind to the behaviors of other men in power and not only that but they're going to support those men regardless of what they do trump do it all the time trump don't know what none of these people do he just be like i know i mean he's he's a good guy he ain't done nothing (laughs) that's what they do that's what they do this must be a woman after his money like and it's a problem because if you are a male manager and you're uncomfortable with mentoring a woman, then you need to go find a fucking new line of work. You don't need to manage people. You're not suitable to manage people because you're not objective at all. And it's a problem. Tennessee man sentenced to 10 months in prison for urinating on Kellogg's cereal conveyor belt. Well, (laughs) I mean, what do you expect? Why would you do that? That's not hurting them. That's hurting me. I don't eat. I don't eat. Uh, oh well, it didn't say what kind of cereal. <laughs> I do eat some Kellogg cereal, so yeah, Kellogg got a lot of cereal. Uh, they do. What kind of cereal you eat? From Kellogg's, Honey Smacks, um, Raisin Bran, Raisin Bran Crunch. Do they make Frosted Mini Wheats? Is that Kellogg's? Yes. Frosted Mini Wheats. <laughs> I eat a lot of different cereals. <laughs> Uh, 49 year old Gregory Stanton has finally been sentenced for the crime. Um, this was a while back when he pleaded guilty to urinating on Kellogg's cereal conveyor belt. Is it pleaded belt. or play it? Hmm? Is it pleaded or play it? Pleaded? Did I say pleaded? They have pleaded written here. I feel like it's pleaded though. <laughs> I read pleaded because this was there, but I, I feel like it's pled guilty. Feels right. Yeah. It feels right. Pleaded does not. Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Memphis announced that he will be serving 10 months in federal prison for 10. Just 10 months for pissing and yeah. Somebody eat that. I don't think he should spend no jail time. Are you kidding me? That yes. is disgusting. It is a health hazard. It is. Of course it is. Why he should spend no time in jail then? Because that's a fireable offense. <laughs> Fire him. <laughs> And then sue him. It's Don't the public help. No, yes, because if Kellogg is a private organization, that ain't a government agency. But Kellogg's goes out to mil- to the whole. Like Kellogg's is the most one of the most used bought cereal brands I mean, ever. But do you really think that they they just wipe the shit off with a paper I towel? <laughs> I'm just telling you, didn't no cereal go out with your <gasps> in it? Okay. Oh no. What? It was raisin bran. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you eating that raisin bran urine. Oh no. He, he pissed in a crunch. bucket and he recorded himself. Stupid. 
He pissed in a bucket and then dumped the piss on the raisin brand. You know, some people like... Uh, he also recorded himself urinating into a product line a month later. You know, some people like golden showers. I don't want... No. Some I, people might be like, damn, these raisin brand are delicious. <laughs> what the hell they do to these ones? <laughs> oh, damn. damn. No. No. They got some extra salt on them. No. <laughs> Just no. That is disgusting, and I feel like that you should have got a fireable offense. I, he ain't got no business going to jail for that shit. So it, the charge was tampering with consumer products. He should go to jail. No, he shouldn't. You feel he should go to jail if you ate the damn raisin bran with Tampering with, with in consumer it. products is if you go into Walmart and take a needle and inject a box of fucking cereal with anthrax or some shit. That is the same thing. No, because it didn't go out to the consumer. <laughs> it didn't go out to the consumer. His intention was for it to go out to the consumer. Intention don't mean shit. Intent does What matter. happened was they found out that he put pee on the conveyor belt. <laughs> they did everything they needed to clean that and then it was no safety hazard to the community. The possibility of a, a threat to the community ain't a jailable offense to me. He shouldn't it, go to jail for that. Intent makes the difference between manslaughter and murder. <laughs> Intent matters in crime. It matters. In murder? In other crimes, too. No, it don't. It does. If you try attempt to rob somebody and you're not successful, you still go to jail for the attempt. Attempted you robbery is a thing. But if I intend to shoot a police officer a bird but put up my pointer finger, <laughs> then that ain't shit. So you, you, you use a serious-ass crimes. <laughs> He's not gonna know. Uh, whatever. Listen, he should. <laughs> I feel like he should do time for that. He should not it's do disgusting. time. You're see, you basing his ability to do time because you eat raisin bran. But <laughs> you want to know a secret? I said it I before. I eat raisin bran, and I still feel the same fucking way. I said it before I realized it was raisin bran. I still feel like he should do time, but I especially feel like that I know it was raisin he shouldn't do bran. Time. Fuck him. He shouldn't do time. The fuck is you? Why were you pissing? You did it more than once. Why? What is? Were you? Were you mad at the he people? He could do worse stuff that wouldn't have been detected. He could like stick the whole handful of raisins in his ass just, and just threw it back <laughs> in the damn pile. Nobody would have knew. If they would have knew at some point they was eating ass raisins. They be like, these raisins taste like ass. I think I don't know what ass tastes like. Or maybe you do know what ass tastes like because maybe you eat groceries. I don't know. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> you the one talking about phallic, phallic excretions. He pissed in some cereal. I, I don't know why you thought that talking about a story where a person used they meat wasn't going to turn into nothing else. <laughs> didn't think it through, I guess. <laughs> I didn't think it through. He should do so the he 10 peed months. in a bucket. He peed in a bucket and then poured. If he had recorded himself, he might not have been caught. That's another thing. Like, he recorded himself. I don't know how they There's got the so recording. Many things he could have done. He could have put his pee in a spray bottle, just had a little spray bottle with him <laughs> on his pocket and just sprayed it in. It's like he wanted to be caught. He wanted them to see that he disrespect them so much that he's willing to pee in a bucket and split. And you know what? It ain't like he got, it ain't like that had to be one pee. There had to be multiple peas. 
for a bucket in yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, save up a whole bunch of peas <laughs> and put it all in a bucket and splash it on a conveyor belt. But I don't think he should do time for it. Well, he's going to think do- they cleaned all that shit up and nobody suffered from it. Nobody was in harm's way. The only thing he did was cost the company money. Costing the company money is not something that the government should intervene in to give somebody jail time for. The company should have sued his ass after they fired his ass and tried to get money out of him and fuck his life up that way. But him going to jail don't do shit for the consumer. Well, he going to do them 10 months because you do all the Fed time. You don't get out early on Fed time. You do every day that they give you when it's federal time. No, you don't You do not do all the Fed time. You do do all the Fed time. It's like a, it's a high percent. You doing 85% of Fed time maybe? I thought you had to do all the Fed time. Mm-hmm. It's not all the Fed time. Um... Let me make sure I'm right. This is the part of that research. <laughs> um, I thought it was all of Fed time. I thought you could get off good behavior and all of this other shit for state time. But a federal crime. How much Fed time is mandatory? Eighty-five percent. Really? I thought it was the you whole. Eighty-five percent of fed time. Huh? Thought it was the whole time. So he might be able to do seven and a half months. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> My mouth is off. I don't know if that's fifteen percent. I don't know what. 15, but anyway, um, he should not be doing jail time. Whatever. Shouldn't have been pissing in cereal. Is what I say. Look, don't piss and sit. Don't do, why would you do that? Like, what was his goal? You're not really hurting the company. So if somebody at Burger King spinning a burger, they should do jail time. Yes. <laughs> no, they should get terminated. That burger should go in the trash, and they should make sure none of their other employees spit on but, food. Okay, but so who's to say that that's the first time? Who's to say that there hasn't been cereal that got out with piss in it? Well, Just because this is the first time you caught them doing it doesn't mean that that's the first time they actually well, did it. If it ain't no disease or no disorder or no epidemic that's going to come from pee, like listeria came from bluebell, if there's no way to detect that, then I guess you just had pea flavor cereal. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess somebody has some... I mean, clearly the whole box ain't taste like pee, but somebody has some pea flavor, flavor flakes in their shit. Or maybe uh, it was pea flavor crunch. Oh, God. Raisin Bran crunch. But ain't no way to detect it if you don't get sick from it. But the fact that he, again, the fact that he's done it, it's intent. But what I'm saying is we can't bank on the possibility of him having done it before if it's not a possibility of determining whether somebody who ate Raisin Bran and got sick from dry pee. <laughs> we can't, you, you can't use that. It's That's a not fair to you. Still, you don't piss in people's food that, it, at a, at a, uh, processing level that's why it's a that's why it's a problem that the business is supposed to take why does the government get involved why did the federal government this is the problem the problem is that the federal government is so deeply tied to these fucking big corporations that they do shit like come and protect these big corporations from individuals who are rogue this is a company's issue and you know what if enough people in your business Splash pee on your product, <laughs> then at some point people gonna be like, "This product tastes like pee." And you know what? Nobody gonna buy that product. Your fucking business fail, but and people- the company that don't have people in there splashing pee on their shit is gonna take your place and be the motherfucking king. That's how that but shit works. People have to eat pee to get to that point. 
that's my problem with that. What's there what's has the to be people that are eating pee listen, enough for listen, the company to go out of business. Listen, that is what capitalism is, ma'am. The first motherfuckers that make glow in the dark shit, the women in there died from that shit. Okay? Because it was highly fucking toxic. You know, the company that was making them fucking lead cars, the kids was chewing up and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Them motherfuckers out of business, too. You know, the company that made uh, candy cigarettes oh, yeah. was a bad idea from the conception. <laughs> they don't work no more. They don't do shit now. No, but, but that's neither, none of those things. Well, the, the um, glow sticks. Well, what I'm saying is none of none of those corporate wigs had none of, uh, no jail time for that shit. It's you, fucked up. Ain't no ain't no corporation head that make these kind of fucking uh, harmful decisions for the community doing no jail time. They fucking pay a tab, so it ain't no business for this motherfucking low level motherfucker to be doing doing jail time because he peed on some shit. And the fact that they not looking at the company and working out their hiring practices and doing inspections on the cleanliness of their entire organization because they allow somebody to exist who would do some shit like this. He's a contractor. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but he was a contractor, so he wasn't a regular employee. It do make a difference. I guess it depends on the terms of the contract, but it do make a difference. He was a contractor. It makes a difference by the government standards, but the same rules apply. You cancel that contract. I have contract employees. If they do something that's a problem, I, I can't go to the police and say, take her to jail. I have to go to my board, and I have to determine if I still want to send that client contracts. And if I don't want to send them contracts, I can cancel the rest of the contracts they will get. That's how businesses work. That's how capitalism works. But see, that oh, that new-ass capitalism is where the police and the feds protect the businesses and don't allow the businesses to to do their own homework like they supposed what to. What if he has herpes what and he, he pissing cereal? Then I guess we're going to hear a story in the next few years about somebody who got herpes <laughs> from fucking Frosted Flakes. Number one, I mean, uh, Raisin Bran, number one. Number two, uh, diseases like herpes can't live long outside of body temperature. So, I mean, if he pee and herpes is on the cereal it's gonna be dead by the time somebody eat it i don't know what disease comes from eating dead herpes <laughs> uh <laughs> i mean I, it can't maybe it, absolutely nothing but if there is something i guess we'll figure out in some at some point from a news story about a person that eat the shit out of raisin bran <laughs> and they got some new disease that come from dead herpes but like that's what if shit and that don't change the fact that they caught it before it happened. They don't know if he did it before. And they cleaned that shit up and threw away that batch before it came it out. He's done it twice. They have two videos of him doing this shit. Then, Months apart. Then ain't nobody died from it. Either, either pee on shit don't cause no problems. <laughs> Okay, or he ain't did that shit no more. I'm sorry, you. I'm sorry, somebody out there ate pea flavored raisin bran. Oh, I'm sorry, cause you don't sound sorry. You're like, oh, it's just pee. They'll be fine. It <laughs> might have okay. been me. <laughs> Fuck you talking about? It might have been me. I might have ate the pea flavored raisin bran. So because I done ate raisin bran in the last year. I could be talking about myself. So either I year. give a fuck about it. <laughs> Or I don't give a fuck about it at all, me included. <laughs> Take it how you will. 
<laughs> I like to think that I'm applying my feelings about it equally across everybody, including myself. Oh, shit. That's all I have for that. Talking about some damn pee, pee raising brand. <laughs> Are we doing the questions this week? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Do I want to talk about when they see us? Do I want to talk about the German nurse sentenced to life for murdering 85 patients? What the fuck? Do I want to talk about the Parkland officer that uh, stayed outside during the shooting facing criminal charges? Um, I want to hear about this nurse. (laughs) How the fuck she killed 85 people and they didn't find out to the 85th? He. He. How he killed 85 people and they didn't find out to the 85th? And he is a German nurse. His name is Nils Hogel. He's going to life in prison. Good. (laughs) 85 people. That is a lot. So what he did was he he liked to put patients in cardiac arrest because he enjoyed the feeling of being able to resuscitate them. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Savior complex. This is in Germany now. Hell no. That could be very easily America. (laughs) Somebody with a God complex. I'm going to save them. The fuck? He did that to 85 people unsuccessfully? <laughs> there yeah. was I, over what what period of time? <laughs> like, how did this not any bells then go off? That every time Niels is around, bitches You <laughs> work in a hospital. I but, mean, damn. How much cardiac arrest happens though? But is he been uh he's had access to so he was charged with a hundred client a hundred counts of murder <laughs> the court found him not guilty on 15 for lack of evidence see what we don't know is if he was only doing this on patients that already had a chance of cardiac issues or if he was doing it on anybody now if you do it on everybody like if somebody comes there because they broke their toe and they go into <laughs> cardiac arrest after Neil leave they got their room then clearly a pattern is going to be established but if somebody coming there with breathing and chest issues and Neil got access to the charts he gonna be like who's got the breathing problems who's got the breathing problems he gonna walk in that bitch dancing hey y'all it's your lucky day not for real and then you know he gonna be like Let's turn these knobs on this machine. Let's press this button. You're going to feel a slight sting. <laughs> and then you're going to come back alive. Like, How, we don't know. I want to know what period of time this was over. Because even within a year's time, a hundred people. <laughs> that's a lot on Neil's shift. <laughs> he worked at the hospital from 1999 to 2005. Six years. Victims ranged in the age between 34 and 96. Six years, I could see that spread out. Because I'm like, in a year, 100 patients with a cardiac arrest. Exactly. Six years, I could see. Maybe you wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wonder how they finally called him. (laughs) Did somebody catch him putting the person in cardiac arrest? Oh, even And then went back and looked at his history and was like, Neil done had a shit ton of (laughs) cardiac arrest over the years. Maybe this ain't the first time he did that shit. Ain't no telling. Oh, no, Niels. How is Niels? How how long is life? Because if Niels is 85, then life don't mean much. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure. He got charged with 85 counts of murder. Ain't no damn way life just means 
until he 83 and he get out. No, no, no. I'm saying if he already old, life don't mean much. Oh, no. He if like, you old, then, you know. He like 40 something. <laughs> okay, life means something. Because if you. If you he 40, 42. If you're 85 when you get caught and you've been doing some fuck shit and they give you life, what the fuck is life? Life is maybe five years. <laughs> it don't mean as much if you're old. <laughs> I mean, you know, life means something leave, if you A young. lot of people leave shit on their deathbeds. Yeah. You know, a lot of people on their deathbeds be like, you know, every time I made meatloaf, I put some shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I love that meatloaf. <laughs> okay. Like, people leave shit. You know, have you heard the story of Manwich? <laughs> Don't, bro. I've eaten Manwiches before. Well, it ain't, uh, I mean, it ain't about. It ain't about the manwich that we know. Okay. It's about the the creator of it. Uh, apparently, this man found his wife had run away. No, he caught his wife cheating with somebody. He killed his wife and the man, and he was a butcher, so he ground their bodies up. And he served their dead bodies with this new sauce that he came up with. Uh to dinner guests who came to the reception for the wedding that they was gonna have. And he told them that she had run away with a lover and left them a letter. And they all ate the bodies of those two. And as a sick, twisted way of acknowledging it, he named that sauce that he made manwich because they loved <laughs> the damn sauce. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read that shit on a website where it was like scary shit, scary and creepy stories. Yeah. I did that shit when I was at AUM. I don't do that shit no more. Have you ever watched Fried Green Tomatoes? That is a similar plot to that. Nope. I only eat those. There's a movie called Fried Green Tomatoes, and they have a very similar plot where she is cooking. Was it men that had beat her up? I can't, be, I can't remember, but she was like serving people, people in the movie. It's called Fried Green Tomatoes. I ain't seen that. Yeah. You don't have no fried green tomatoes in it? She made fried green tomatoes in the restaurant. But it ain't. I mean, but you the, can't make fried green tomatoes out of people. No, so it wasn't that. Maybe so, you get that on the side of your people. Okay. Um. So last week, you got infuriated when I talked about KFC having plant-based meat. Infuriated is strong. Uh, is it? Passionate. <laughs> okay, you got passionate. Got passionate. <laughs> you got passionate when I talked about them passionate. having uh, plant-based meat. Now they're going to also be selling fried chicken skin, but not here. This is, I think, in Germany. Fried chicken skin. Yeah, just the the chicken skin, no meat, the Look, skin. I like it, uh, but I don't trust it, so I don't think I would eat it. I don't. I the skin is good with the meat. I don't know that I would just eat skin. Now don't that first that first skin from that damn chicken thigh. <laughs> now when you fry chicken breast, if you don't fry it right, the skin just mold to the chicken. So mm -hmm. you can't really do shit about that. You really gotta cook it right. The way you cook it right is you gotta separate that skin from the breast and then you gotta soak it in some kind of brine or some kind of milk so that it gets a little bit of the flour in between it. Then you fry it. Nobody does that shit. <laughs> They just cook it, and it's yeah. the skin on a wing ain't the same, nor the same on the drumstick. But the thigh, the thigh is where you get that one fold-over piece of whole skin. <laughs> if somebody sold a whole basket of that, I I would try it. I wouldn't buy it consistently you because die. I'm a carnivore. You would, well, and you I would die. 
probably have a coronary eating all of that. Why have a coronary? Eating all of the skin and the grease. Are you serious? What's the difference to eating fucking a whole plate full of fried green tomatoes? True. Just the tomatoes being there don't make the shit better. <laughs> tomato, the skin is just, the skin is probably less unhealthy than the tomato, to be honest. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know how much fat lies in just a piece of skin that an animal has. But like you, like pork skins. I love pork skins, but they're not good for you. But pork pigs marinate in shit and <laughs> dirt, they whole life, and they made a salt. So I mean, <laughs> we talking about chickens? <laughs> Chicken meat already damn near healthy. You don't add none to it. So the skin is supposed to be unhealthier. I don't know. I don't know. I ain't saying it is or not. I'm just saying. I don't know. I wouldn't think it was, but. The problem I have though is if they taking the skin off of all these thighs, what they doing with the damn rest of the thigh? I don't know. What are they doing with the rest of the thigh? They so might. They doing one or two things. They either wasting thighs or they making fake ass skin. See, that's my where my brain go to. <laughs> I feel like they gonna make some. I feel like they emulating something that gonna have the similar texture and crunch as chicken skin. That ain't gonna be like chicken skin. That's I don't trust it. <laughs> I just do not believe they taking the top piece of skin off of all these thighs because that's the best part of the thigh. They might do something. So, like, I didn't know that, is it Wendy's? Chili is with, like, old patties that or the patties that they don't use because, you know, they're fresh, not frozen. Not surprising. I don't eat that shit. So, that's where the meat for the chili, Wendy's chili come from. So, they might, like, <laughs> chicken go something where they just need the chicken part. And use that for chicken gumbo. I don't know. I don't know what KFC. Chili's. Uh, chili's. Chili's. Not chili's. Wendy's chili don't look right. It's because it's just mashed up. It's there. Because, you know, they have to do. It ain't, it ain't that it don't look right because it got old hamburgers in it. It don't look right because it got the same shine as Dookie. It got the same shine as diarrhea. Chili ain't got that kind of shine. Wendy's chili shine look like it came out some ass. I'm telling you, I'm just saying. Listen, listen. All right. Next no. time when your dog have a bad shit day and it come out looking like ice cream spool, look at the shine on that shit and remember it, commit it to memory, and go get some fucking Wendy's chili. Okay? It look it shine like dog shit. I ain't saying it's dog shit. Clearly it's something edible. But it don't look good to me. I don't eat it after I found out it was just old hamburgers that they use. So now I don't eat it. But and the beans just being plopped in it just make it look more like shit to me. I can't turn it off. I can't turn it off. Sorry. Not sorry. Oh my god! Look, Bill Cosby decorates his prison cell with posters of Chris Jenner and Meghan Markle. He likes them. Light. Um. Uh, apparently, uh, well, his wife putting, was really light skinned. Unnamed sources says <laughs> that he's putting um posters of his favorite celebrities on the walls of his cell, including Chris Jenner, Megan Fox, and Megan Markle. Now, Megan Markle is black, one drop rule, but like all these white ladies, man, <laughs> where the blackness at, man? 
Where did, where Claire Huxtable at? But his actual real life wife looked more like Meghan Markle than Claire Huxtable. She was yellow. It yellow. just don't surprise me that. It don't surprise me that he's going after all these white women. And a lot of the women that don't were accusing me. him of the Quaalude shit, like Janice Dickerson, they were That's white. That's what I'm saying. I know <laughs> that. It don't surprise me. <laughs> I just don't understand why would he have Chris Jenner on there unless I, it was somebody that he wished would have drank one of his Quaalude smoothies. <laughs> That's the only way. Like, I could have got a damn. Should have got Chris. I can't stand you. What? I mean, damn. He ain't got no business having them on there. Um. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some other shit. Mr. Cosby asked one of his inmate assistants to help him obtain photographs of art to bring life to his dorm. They call that shit a dorm. Well, because that make him feel better. Make him Typically, feel like he had, uh, what's the school from different world? <laughs> He feel like he danced. Typically, inmates ask for weapons, electronics, or drugs, so this request was quite easy. Uh, one inmate identified as Bugs gave Cosby magazine clippings of icons like Beyonce, Meghan Markle, and Chris Jenner. Jenner. He ain't like Beyonce. She's too dark. I hope it's got icons like Beyonce, comma, Meghan Markle, and Chris Jenner. So I hope the icon part only apply to Beyonce. Because Meghan Markle and Chris Jenner are not icons. Meghan Markle is now iconic because of the fact that she married into the royal, well, she's royal iconic, family. She's iconic, but she's not an icon. Like her. And Chris her Jenner is the biggest madam ever. Like her daughter's. But, but they're, they're iconic is different. Like it's contextual, being contextual icons. Like they ain't really created shit. No. They kind of just stepped into some shit. Yes. Beyonce's created shit. <laughs> I just want to make sure we know that difference. <laughs> he likes Megan, but he's mad at her for marrying Harry. Cosby has allegedly told fellow inmates, what a waste of a beautiful woman to go off and marry a rotten royal. It's a real shame. My nigga, what? No. <laughs> Meanwhile, his spokesperson denies the comedian is trading tasty snacks for posters of sexy actresses. I cannot stand people. <laughs> he got jello pudding cups for. But prison officials note that Wyatt doesn't have access to Cosby's cell. So what they saying is, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what he doing. Shit, they talk a lot. They get word get around, so he might know and not be in the same block as him. I watch a lot of prison shows, <laughs> like real prison, and shit gets around. Yeah. I guess so, that's how it goes. I mean, he could know. All right. The what? things I have that I'm not going to talk about. Alabama passes bill that would require chemical castration for certain child molesters. Only certain ones. Uh, Chief Keep's 43-year-old baby mama is accusing him of owing $500,000 in child support. I don't need, How old is he even to have a 43-year-old as a baby mama? Shit. He's 23. Oh wait, no. Yeah, twenty-three. He's twenty-three, she forty-three. All right. Whatever. Um the war the wife of the Warriors owner is was being told to kill her. Listen, Bayhai, y'all need to calm the fuck down. Y'all be doing a lot. There's a video going around of Jay Z and Beyonce sitting courtside at the Warriors game and like she is Beyonce is in between the Warriors uh, own his wife and Jay-Z and she leaned over and say something. Beyonce did look annoyed. Okay, she did. No doubt, she did. But you know how people get, they found this lady's Instagram and all her social media and just start putting the bees under her shit and telling her to kill herself. And of course, because she's, 
and I hate to it is it is it is bullying it is it is terrible but like these tears this white lady tears it's like you really this upset about this like yes they they went over they did too much but like talking about how um suicide like it was just a lot her reaction was a lot because it's like you know none of these people ain't finna do shit to you like they 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 just doing what they do whenever they feel like somebody crossed beyonce now beyonce did not help because she posted the same video and cropped the lady out <laughs> which added to people feeling like there was something shady going on i don't fucking know but y'all need to calm the fuck down y'all really be riding for beyonce like she's not gonna be riding like this for y'all okay i understand being a fan of her music y'all take the shit too far though just relax all right We've gotten to would you rather questions in this list that I have. Oh, Jesus. And they ain't great. Oh, God. Would you rather burp every time you lean in for a kiss or oh. drool every time you talk? Oh, God. Both both of those are terrible. Well, but at the burping, I could, I could kind of combat that by eating mints before. So when I burp, it's minty. Burping ain't even about how it smells. It's about just it being a burp. But, but drooling all the time. I went. No, I'm going for the burp. Period. <laughs> okay. Because one, it's already with somebody that I'm being intimate with. Number one. Yes. Number two, I can communicate to them. I got an issue when I go lean in with a kiss. I burp all the time. Just want to let you know up front. You can't explain that to everybody when you talk. Yeah, that the drool. You drool. <laughs> like you, you fucked up then. Nah. Like the slow kid. Would you rather not brush your hair ever or your teeth? My hair? Because I don't brush my hair that much anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, same. I'm bald-headed. Well, curly hair, you going to brush curly hair? You don't do that unless you want to rip all your fucking hair out. So I barely brush my hair. That's not something I do. <laughs> Would you rather sleep wearing handcuffs or a bike helmet? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What am I handcuffed to myself? You just got hand, yeah, two hand, your hands are handcuffed together. Probably the bike helmet. I need freedom movement. Me too. So Me the too. bike helmet. I need freedom. <laughs> so bike helmet as well. Would you rather embarrass yourself at a party or get caught making out with your best friend's sister? <laughs> a brother in my case. Well, I guess it could be the sister. I guess that'd be even more embarrassing. Oh. I embarrass myself at a party. I don't know none of them motherfuckers. Me too. I guess it depends <laughs> on how you embarrass yourself, though. Uh, true. But for the most part, a party, if I'm at, I don't know these people. Like, my best friend is somebody I know. I'm going to have to deal See, with that embarrassing shit. myself at a party ain't accidentally drinking like some old spiked punch or some taking a molly and didn't know it or something <laughs> like that. Let somebody put crushed up mollies in the punch. Oh, God. And now I'm a, I'm a community professional out here fucked up. <laughs> Hell no. But I definitely, I wouldn't make, I wouldn't make out with my best friend sister for nothing i ain't even got a best friend um would you rather be uncontrollably laughing for the rest of your life or uncontrollably crying i guess laughing uncontrollably crying i feel like would lead to so many other issues <laughs> but uncontrollably laughing i guess you wouldn't be able to go to no damn funerals oh yeah you wouldn't <laughs> You, but you couldn't go to like happy stuff where you crying all the time. Couldn't People, be what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, this fuck up our damn. Oh yeah, you couldn't shit. laugh as a therapist. Ooh, both of those suck. I don't know. 
I feel like I would get, I got dry eyes as it is, crying all the time. I would never had no moisture in my eyes. Well, there'll be more fun next week, I can tell. But we out of time. All so, right. Uh, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>